0: Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Humphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know, Christy, we did a show a few weeks ago at looking at the difference between positive and negative people. And we didn't get through all of them, right? Right. <laughs> we only got through about half of them. And uh, you were talking to somebody, and they said, well, why don't you just do the other half? You know what? It's our show. We can do that, well, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so when somebody requests something, we... That's that right, need. we're there on you. it. So today, we're going to just do a short recap of what was in the first show, in case sure. you haven't listened to it, and then we're going to pick up where we left off.
0: Definitely, and, but uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it.
1: Because it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good, people wanted the rest of them. That's right. <laughs> so the list is um, from Justin Suey. He's a leadership and performance consultant. And they're not in any real particular order, uh, but the first one, failure is a part of learning. hmm Yes.
0: Yeah, definitely. You, you, you can't learn.
1: have success without failing.
0: Yep. And sometimes you got to burn it to the ground and learn how to build it back up again, you know? Right.
1: You know we did a whole show on that, of uh, perception of failure, because that's all it is, is a perception. That the reality is, unless you claim it as a failure, you, it's just an opportunity to try something different, something that just simply didn't work. By definition, it's just a lack of success. It doesn't mean you can't ever be successful. It doesn't mean you can't continue to try. It just means you were not successful this time.
0: Yep, definitely. So, well, number two, I can do hard things.
1: You but, know, we can all do
0: hard things. Right. We
1: should do hard things. Positive people like to be challenged, and uh, negative people like to take the easy road. Yes. Now, granted, let, let's back up a second and say, when we're talking about positive and negative people, we're, we're also saying we are all this, too. At different right? times, yeah, right. Yeah, the different with areas of our life. Uh, we're, we're positive. Other areas of our life, we're negative. So we're not saying that there's positive and there's negative. Oh, yeah. There's positive and negative at all of us. I am going to
0: say, I don't, I don't want to take on the hard thing every time. Right, you exactly. Know, sometimes I just like to dial it in. But, but well, I, well, it's interesting. In I
1: read some research today that said lazy people actually have uh, not as high IQ as obviously smart people, mm-hmm. but that they're actually more successful. Really? Yeah, we're gonna if that interests you, we're gonna cover cover that in a show uh, here in a couple weeks. But yeah, we're gonna it does talk about that. Me. That lazy people and Bill Gates actually said that he would much rather hire a lazy person to do a hard job because they will figure out how to do it easier.
0: Ah, okay. So that's <laughs> the just mother little, of invention and all that. There you go. So
1: just a little uh, tidbit for an upcoming show. We're gonna <laughs> talk about that. But yeah, doing hard things again. Just because you fail. Maybe it, was, maybe it was too big or maybe it was, you know, the, it was hard because it, you made it too big or you didn't break it down into mm-hmm. manageable pieces. I think that's a lot of the times what happened, but you can't just take the easy row. The easy row is never going to get you up the hill, ever. Well,
0: the easy row will never develop any kind of skills. The easy row will never do, you, you'll never be more than what you are. Exactly. If you do some of the hard things, man, you know, your skill level will just shoot. Through the roof.
1: Yep. Baby steps.
0: Baby steps. Uh, Which yep. leads
1: right into the third one that is, I always give my best. Always. In areas that you're positive, you're most likely going to give your best. and the areas that you're negative, probably not so much. <laughs> but it was interesting that they said that research-based that even in your negative areas or negative people being negative, that they will give much more effort if they know that they're being watched.
0: So be inspired or be inspiring. Is right? number four. Is number four.
1: Right. Positive people are inspired by the success of others and they look at who is excelling and they ask themselves the questions of what can I learn from them as opposed to the areas that were negative. People become jealous and threatened by the success of others.
0: And we've all been there once or twice.
1: (laughs) We have. Yes, we have. Uh, The next one that we talked about, again, we were very in-depth in these in the first show that we actually ran out of time. What can I do better? Positive people embrace feedback. They see it as a critique rather than a criticism. Did a whole show on that, Mm -hmm. of criticism as communication. And uh, people that are stuck in the negative are not going to necessarily want feedback, and they're going to see it as a criticism. Right.
0: And they'll never seek it out, so therefore they'll never... Well, and I guess that we did discuss this in the other show, but if you can find that safe those safe people, you know, those six right. people, if you will, exactly. that can give you that advice to help you. So then that way it doesn't feel like an attack. Maybe, I mean, you know, well, I think
1: that's one option. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely one option, but feedback is just part of growth, right? You know, but again, finding that safe place is really important and who you can get it from and who you can't there. Are, you know, I, I don't take a lot of things personally and there are still people that I can't go get feedback from, just because of how they deliver it, and they may deliver it to other people fine, but how I take it, can I take it as harsh or, or we just don't communicate very well. Mm-hmm. So know who, who you can take it from and who you can't, and that's okay. Yeah, there you go. The sixth one was I give power to what I focus on. Again, law of attraction. Yep, that's where you put your true. focus is where your life's going to go, and that just is a big T truth. However you look at it, if you want to look at the positive or you want to look at the negative, you're going to be right. Yep. And you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. Did a whole show on that, too. Did We did. <laughs> uh, seven, people can change. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting because I kind of t- took this a little bit different than how the author actually wrote mm-hmm. it. Because I don't know that people really change. I think that we just become more aware of who we really are. And so I don't know that that's...
0: But could it also mean that you pivot?
1: Well, certainly, I think that's part of it. And I, when the learning process, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you learn, you grow, you get better. You, you learn through your failures. You fail at hard things, all these things that we've talked about. And could that be perceived as a change? Well, sure, absolutely. Could it be definitely that you change how you see things or what you do? Probably. Again, I, I go down at the core of this. I don't know that people really change. Mm-hmm. I think that you just become, as you get better, you become more in line with who you really are. And I guess if you're going in reverse of that, that's not a good thing. (laughs) Maybe you digress in in that. And believing that people can change, positive people think that people can change, negative people or negative situations or when we're negative in a situation, it's really hard to see that change. And we fight it. Kicking and screaming, That's we right. fight the change.
0: We can't pivot at all when we're in that mode. <laughs> exactly. We've all been there. <laughs> That's true. I mean,
1: and if anybody would sit there and say, okay, yeah, I know this area of my life or this area of my life, you know, those areas of low self-esteem that we have, uh, those are really hard to stay in a positive place of believing that change is good or uh, habits need to change, right. you know, all those things. And the last one that we covered in the first show was I Still Have a Lot to Learn. And you guys still have a lot to
0: learn going further with this show, Exactly, (laughs) because
1: we're just going to keep going. But that's true. The negative people believe that they know it all, and they're less likely to welcome new information, where positive people or areas that you're positive in your life. Um, Most of the time, you're lifelong learners, and you continue to learn and continue to grow. You want to continue to learn and continue to grow as you get more wise. uh, At least you hope. You hope so. Right, you hope so.
0: So there they are, folks. Those are the ones we went through on the first show, so definitely uh, go got back little, listen to it. Yep, a, a whole lot more in that. depth. I've got a whole hour of that. And so we wanted to jump right into the rest of the list. So kick us off, Christy. What's the next one?
1: Well, the next one is Let's Go Big.
0: Well, a po- why not?
1: There you go. It's <laughs> a perfect place to start for this show. A positive person isn't afraid to swing for the fences because they don't fear striking out. A negative person not only thinks small, but they also try to convince others that their dreams and aspirations are too big.
0: And we've all been there. We've all yep. seen it, you know, definitely. And I think it. we, we brought him up in other shows, but using the swing for the fences, Babe Ruth, didn't he have more strikeouts and home runs or something like he that? He did,
1: and he said that every strikeout got him closer to his next home run.
0: So there you go. There's a literal, literal and <laughs> figurative uh, <laughs> inspiration for you, you know?
1: <laughs> you know, this really comes into the, is being good enough, good enough. You know, I guess maybe sometimes mm-hmm. good enough is good enough, but I would say most of the time good enough is not good enough.
0: Well, it's good <laughs> enough for government work. That's
1: all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Do we have any people working in the government right now? I, I thought I, th- I thought that there's the, you know they're fired, they're getting quit, there's the <laughs> P- jobs not, you know. But <laughs> well, that's mean, a big topic right there. There you go. <laughs> but I uh, yeah, it sometimes being good enough
0: is not good enough. It, it because it, I think that that's where we at least for me mediocrity comes in I because agree. if you go you know that's good enough but is well, it is
1: did it? you put your best into it
0: right cuz again
1: doing your best is one of the ones from the first show mm-hmm. and you know i think that perfectionism you know is the extreme in that right uh, nobody's going to be perfect you're never going to be perfect but that doesn't mean that you can't strive for perfection knowing oh, that, that you're never it. going to get it but that's still a good most would agree that that's i think a good thing
0: right and when they, that is, at least in my mind, I'm just thinking when I hear, it's good enough, and you mm-hmm. dialed it in. You know, that's what right. I hear right off the bat. So sometimes, and I'm not saying I haven't said it, but uh, well, sure,
1: we've all done it, and there's all areas of our life that good enough is good enough, right? I mean, right. I could list the areas of that that things that I don't like to do. What is
0: it? Mowing the grass. I'm that's mine. If I if I get it close enough to the fence where I don't have to weed
1: eat. Yeah, that's, that's good, good enough. enough. <laughs> exactly. Where some people are out there, like your neighbor, oh. out, he's out there with the tweezers, right? right? You know, exactly. Um, well, you know, this is generally true, I think, on the small things. And that's a real problem that when, you know, I'll, I'll put the effort into the big things. Right. But when you don't put the effort into the small things and you do those right, you know, you're always going to struggle with the big things.
0: It's habit,
1: it's perfection is in the practice. Mm -hmm. If you practice mediocre and think that you're going to go out and swing for the fences when it's your turn to bat, that is never going to happen. Right. You know, you might get lucky from time to time. That is, that's not a great way. The perfection really comes in mastering the little things so you're prepared for the big ones.
0: So when we say let's go big, would you also say that that's the time you need to buckle down and sometimes it's... Stuff that nobody likes to do, that's when you have to just do it
1: oh, I think so. I mean like yeah. it,
0: well, you were a college professor, so you know those times when your students are like, oh this is the this is a drawn out, nasty part of all this, but mm-hmm. that's the go big part, right? you know well, yeah, the,
1: that reading of the book, I yeah. don't know how you expect to write the paper or pass the test if you don't read the book
0: very well, good point, but
1: it's boring. Yeah, well, there you go. I I don't know what to tell you. Again, you know, then they wonder why they fail your class. Right. But again, those are the little things. You you know, you're not going to get the big presentation and the 15-page paper done 16 weeks into a course that you haven't even attended for 10 of those weeks. There you go. It's not going to happen. You know, well, it's not that big of a deal if I miss class this week or it's not this big of a deal if I miss class next week.
0: So well, the so a lot of those little things add up to the big one, right? Oh, the big is a, is a thousand little small things. I right? think that's the
1: best way to look at it. Because again, how many monumental big things do we really have in our life? Or opportunities or even disappointments do we have in our life? Not many.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How many little things do we have?
0: Oh yeah. All
1: day every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all day every day. But if you can practice those little things and doing it right and good enough is not good enough when those will accumulate into the big things and then you become very successful and you can accomplish those big things if you have never mastered writing a three page paper because it's just oh i don't want to mess with it when that 15 page paper comes due that you have to have done you're never going to be able to do it
0: that's true you know that so i guess that's what you're saying is being or it's not good enough sometimes leads into the thousand little small things that leads into the really you know swing for the fences i mean the dream big all that right it all leads into really number 10 doesn't it have you heard about insert your name here
1: you know yeah because positive people build people up when they aren't around and negative people tear people down to make themselves feel good that's kind of the asterisk of have you heard about insert name here oh, when you're talking yeah. about other people? So, but that's true. But awesome. if you people see the big things, mm-hmm. people don't see the day in, day out little things. The
0: thousand little things they that don't went into see it.
1: those, and then they think that life is so easy for you.
0: That's right. Because, well, and I got to tell you is that I think when people see that, I, those are the people that only read the headlines. Those are the people that only see the end result. The, and they think that it was just handed, right? And it's right. Cause a it thousand is,
1: little it's things. It's a thousand little things. You know, you didn't get where you are, whoever you are, and the successes that you've had by not doing a million little things to master whatever it is you're good at. Right. I don't care if it's... Playing pickleball or writing a paper or doing a presentation at work Mm -hmm. or, you know, driving laundry. I mean, It doesn't matter. Any of those things, you really have to do the little things, master the little things, and know that you're probably not (laughs) going to get a lot of accolades for the little things. But if you don't do the little things, you're not going to do the big things. People are going to always be there to do your laundry list. So...
0: Would you say that when you say, Have you heard about an insert name here? If you're a negative person, would it be, Have you heard about, you know, Mark? Mm -hmm." But a positive, Have you heard about Mark?
1: Exactly. (laughs) Where you put the comma. Yeah. Which part you (laughs) enunciate. Exactly. Well, that's exactly true. Because you, you can tell facts about people and turn them around to be negatives if you want to. That's
0: true, yes.
1: Um, we did a whole show on self-esteem, right? And this really links into the self-esteem of the individual that's doing the judgment. Right. Because people with low self-esteem tend to be jealous and have that tendency to tear other people down. And so that would make sense. In areas that you have low self-esteem, you're probably not going to be very positive because you're probably not going to be very good at it, because you probably haven't practiced at it, because you don't like it, and you've had a lot of failures, or it was too hard, and so you've just went into that negative spin, and now you're up. You don't you don't want to do it, and you don't want other people to do it either, and then you get mad because they're successful at it, and they look good because they did it, and you didn't do it. We've all been there, too, oh, yeah. right? Especially at work.
0: But, but then, that's I think a, you're right. It doesn't become a habit of not doing it, though. I mean, it's like, it, just as much as it can become a habit of doing it, it can also become a habit of not doing it. Exactly. So then, the, it, So then you're that person going, you know, have you heard about, or nobody's ever going to mention your name.
1: Well, so. there you go. Yeah, that, there you go. That could be true, too. There's always going to be somebody out there to judge you, though. You know? Right. Always. And you know, it doesn't matter what it is. And we talked about that. If you're, you know, you're the person on the field or the court that's playing the game, everybody in the stands has got some kind of judgment on what you did or you didn't do. <laughs> but nobody's sitting judging the person next to them because they're not the ones playing. That's right. So pay attention again to where you get your criticism or your critiques, or where you get your feedback.
0: So consider the source, if you will.
1: Oh, I think you have to. If or you're gonna, you're just gonna spin out of control because. People are always going to be willing to tell you what's wrong with you.
0: Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I think that that's true. I, if somebody was going to critique me and, you know, I guess be mean to me, mm-hmm. I guess it would I would have to really look at who it's coming from.
1: Right? Yeah, well, unfortunately, some people, it doesn't matter who it's coming from. They have low self-esteem and they want to please everybody and then they just take that as fact, right? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> and then and a lot of times then they become negative and they get on that bandwagon and talking about Sally Sue too. Mm, you know, a mm, lot of times mm. it comes out of frustration, how we compare ourselves to other people. Oh, yeah. And we do that. It's not helpful. No. <laughs> we have expectations of other people that they don't meet or that we don't meet theirs or we don't even meet our own. That, that's not very helpful. You know, a lot of times, too, you know, we don't want to deal with our own stuff. So we want to talk about everybody else's <laughs> stuff. Isn't that true, though? That is so, so true. Everybody sitting want there, oh, no. Oh, be <laughs> honest. That is exactly true. Yes. We want to illuminate everybody else's problems so we don't have to see our own problems. That's right. I, we do it all the time.
0: I have been there myself. Right. It's like, you know, we're bad off, but we're not as bad off as,
1: right. insert
0: your name here. Exactly. So, yes. exactly. I will say I have done that from time to time to make myself feel better. You heard it, you heard it here first, folks. Mark has <laughs> done done that
1: so is everybody life. else that's listening <laughs> we hope that we try we do better and we don't do that as often as we did in say high school right because <laughs> we did a lot of that oh i did it all school. the last week no <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to meet expectations even our own it's hard to not get jealous sometimes Oh, sure. It is. especially if it's something we really want and oh. somebody else has it either we f- keep failing and we keep failing and keep failing then we don't feel like we can get it or we don't want to put the effort out to get it, and that's the amazing thing too. Is like we used to think you gave the example one time of somebody being really jealous that at, at Christmas that their family member went to um, Disney World. They were mm-hmm. talking about it. They had no desire to go to Disney World, but they are fuming for the entire Christmas holiday because all they talk about is Disney World, even though they don't want to go.
0: Yeah, it must be nice. Right. Yeah, you know, whenever you know, conversation that's... starts out like that, I'm like, I got to go. But you know, right. if I'm the person saying it must be nice, I want I need people to listen to me. <laughs>
1: But it just is, one thing is, you know, how do you deal with that, right? How do you deal with people talking bad about you?
0: Right. Which is hard.
1: It is hard. And especially for people that are, you know, conflict avoidant, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But first of all, we talk about you need to consider the source. Talk about that. And you can't be upset by everybody, what everybody has to say. You know, if they talk about everybody like that, then you have to consider the source. Um, you can literally directly ask them for clarification on what they're talking about or who they're talking about or are they talking about you. The biggest thing is that to really not let anybody else dictate how you run your life, whether they're talking about you or not, really is, you know, not your business. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, I understand people can cause people a lot of problems. But again, you can't let other people dictate how you show up. I think knowing your boundaries and where you're how much you're willing to take. Is really important, too. Because at some, t- some point, you may have to intervene in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some people, just doesn't matter. You know, just let it go.
0: And see, that's how I feel about it. That, at least my own personal way of dealing with that is, if this person is not an influencer in my life in any way, yeah. a family member, a close friend, somebody I go out to dinner with at least once a week, something that... But if this is just, you know, Betty Sue or Jack or... Jack Joe, whoever at work well, talking about me, yeah, I'm not I I, I'm not putting my effort into that. I, I'm not putting any kind of energy into that because I don't care.
1: Right. You have but, to consider the source yeah. and you have to know where to pick your battles.
0: Exactly. But
1: understanding that jealousy can be very destructive.
0: So oh, sure it can.
1: sometimes you may have to get some type of intervention or you may have to intervene in that. But Absolutely.
0: You know, but I'm just saying in in general, if this person has no influence on your life, give them no power over your life. You know, just move on with it. I I know it's easier said than done.
1: Well, the next one is, I'm my own worst enemy or my best friend? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how how effective are you at beating yourself up? A lot of us are really, really good at it. I was
0: going to say, I I, I Um, think I won an award. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, See, positive people have effective self-talk. They are aware of the story they tell themselves and don't allow their thoughts to discourage them. They are realistic with their expectations. Positive people don't feed themselves lies about their weaknesses or how difficult the situation is. They tell themselves what they need to do to succeed. Negative people are their own worst enemy. They struggle to see the bright side of anything, even if they're successful. They're also masterful at focusing on the negative aspects and diminishing their own confidence. We are both this in different areas of our life. Sure, We all have this. Areas that we have low self-confidence and low self-esteem, we're going to beat ourselves up and be this negative and, and hard to see the positive of it.
0: Absolutely. We all have this. We're going to be that negative Nelly that goes in there and just, I mean, ridicules ourselves about
1: right. it. It's like, I
0: can't believe I didn't know that. Just why? And you're you're, you're in a rocking chair. It's something to do, but you're not perfect. going anywhere. Yep.
1: Nobody's perfect. Nobody has all the answers. Mm-mm. Nobody can do everything. Nobody's great at everything. So the areas that you're not great you're probably going to be your worst enemy in those areas. Hopefully, you can have some compassion for yourself, but especially areas that you want to be your positives that are not that are mediocre or less. Mm-hmm. And then there's areas that are strengths that we know we're good at it. We know we're successful at it. We know we can do it. And we're going to be our, our best friend and our biggest cheerleader for ourselves. Right.
0: Until you meet that person that does it better, then you're back to <laughs> the square. There
1: you go. Well, but I mean, do you yeah. think,
0: let me ask you this. Do you think... That it's human nature to do this, right? It's human nature to beat yourself up. But is it, it's not about staying there, right? Right, it's about that's just exactly right. Hitting it for a minute and, you know, it's like, God, I can't believe I did this. Like, and then brushing yourself off and getting back in the game.
1: It is. But the problem is, is that you have the 76% of our self talk is negative mm-hmm. on average. And then you have the negative impact. The brain automatically sees the negative first. That's that whole fight or flight survival thing that's very healthy for us to have. But in this aspect, those things create us are a scenario of being our own worst enemy, because then we can, our self talk gets going. Then that's what we focus on. Then that's what we see, and that's all that we see. We see that one missed shot, and we don't see the other. You know, thirty points we scored in a game. Right. It just is.
0: But so we can actually, and this is what I I, I think we should do is yes, you're going to do this, but then. St- Train yourself. Be aware that you're doing it, so then that way you can get yourself to stop it. So just be aware that you are going to do it, but don't get stuck there. Don't don't get the needle stuck on that record there. So
1: well, and that's one of those things that perfection is in the practice. Mm-hmm. That practicing these things of getting better and back to show one of feedback, getting feedback from people that you trust, you can really help reel yourself in on this one. That's a and good. And stop idea. beating yourself up quite as much on the areas that you're not so good. Get that feedback from people that you trust. Um, I, I think it's a really good idea from people that you from people. You know, that's another thing. People don't ask for help if you know you're not very good at it and you don't want to fail. Maybe you need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. There's a, that's good. That's a good thing. Let other people help you. Sometimes the greatest gift is being a gracious receiver. So be a receiver of somebody helping you in areas that you're not so good.
0: And knowing that you'll be able to return that one day for somebody else. So exactly. I, yeah, I, I don't think, because people want to help. I've never been in a situation, at least personally, mm-hmm. where I've asked for help from somebody that knows the things that they know about because people love to talk about those things that they <laughs> know. they like to know
1: what <laughs> they're talking about, right? They like to be the know-it-all Exactly.
0: So it's like, yeah. I have never met a person that wasn't willing to help you when they were an expert in that field.
1: Just don't ask them at 4.59 when they're on their way out the door. Oh,
0: school. sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: then then not so much, cons- but exactly. Yeah,
0: be considerate of their time.
1: Let yeah. people... Shine. That's a way of, you Mm -hmm. know, it's it's not a way of you feeling stupid and not knowing. It's a way of letting somebody else have their moment. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. No. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: So now that we've got yourself talked down and, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're starting to feel better about yourself, I guess another thing we need to start listening to is our body. What is our body saying? Right? Right. So that's number 12.
1: Positive people carry themselves like champions. They are purposeful in the way that they interact with people, and their facial expressions show positivity. Negative people carry themselves small. They hang their heads and look down. And just by looking at them, you would think that they're bad, sad, or indifferent. Definitely not happy.
0: Okay, so this is body language. Body language, okay.
1: Right. In communicating, we do 5% with words, 38% tone of voice, and 55% with body posture.
0: And this is absolutely true. You know, mm. when you're at home and there's about a there's an argument about to happen, you <laughs> already know what's about to happen before a word is ever said, right? I That's mean right. this is when people go, Well you know, I just I, I, I can't get people's body language. Oh yeah, oh, yes, you, yes, can. you
1: can. <laughs> <laughs> well, body language should never take over a message, especially in a presentation or yeah. something we're talking more formal. It's, you know, staying facing your audience, again, this is a work term, but that's, it's true when you're talking to individuals at home, too. You mm-hmm. know, if you're having an argument with your spouse, don't turn your back on them.
0: Yeah. That's you know,
1: a, that's a bad communication yeah. technique. Keep looking at them and communicate with them. Not unless. Yes, all the time. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Don't hide behind anything. That sometimes is a safety barrier most of the time of people I who feel uncomfortable. That. But it's really not good for communicating. Again, it, this is going to be at work and giving presentations or so forth. Don't stand in front of your PowerPoint. Don't stand in front of a window. That's mm. a very common problem because then you think you've got it, right? And then somebody walks behind you or car comes in or out or maybe the sun gets in their eyes or whatever. That is very distracting. So don't ever stand in front of a window when you're trying to communicate with people.
0: I mean, for me, and I've only done this a few times when I'm giving a presentation I believe in being engaging. Like, if it's appropriate, walk. You know, not, you know, don't do a big lap or something, but kind of just move around around a little bit. Mm -hmm. So then that way, people's not totally focused on one area of you. But I think that that loosens up your body language a little bit, at least in my opinion. It means nothing more than that. But, well, no,
1: I think that's, I think research indicates that. And kind of that gets into, gestures and moving moving around and gesturing
0: i do gesture a lot Um,
1: well audiences remember twice as much uh with gestures really they do so
0: i knew that folks i did Uh... (laughs) there
1: you go and some of the things on gesturing always keep your palms up if you keep your palms up it's kind of inviting or if you put your palms down it's kind of like a shutting off uh, mentally seeing that so always keep your palms up because um, isn't
0: it a um, umpire that has his palms down when he says you're out?
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, and research shows that audiences will comply eighty four percent of the time if your palms are up, fifty two percent if your palms are down, and twenty eight percent when you're pointing. Hmm. So yeah. be very careful with what you do with your hands. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever seen the TV show lie to me. It was a great show. It was on two or three seasons Mm -hmm. and it talked about this body language and facial expressions. And the guy, there's a whole science in this that there's really only seven different facial expressions that mean all the same different things. And it's across cultures. It doesn't matter. Um, and they do a great job of showing you those things as people are being interviewed or, or what have you just kind of remembering that, that, there really is only seven different facial expressions using the wrong one at the wrong time can really make a difference, right? Especially as you know, when you're talking to your spouse in a fight, yeah. that's probably not a very good day. But again, if if, if the whole facial expressions and body language and stuff interest you, there's some really good stuff on YouTube from Stanford university and um, the TV show lie to me. Mm-hmm. It was on probably five or six years ago. And uh, it is really, really interesting. When it comes to understanding the the similarities in body language and facial expressions, that you can figure out what people are really saying without having them to say anything. It's really so there you go, folks.
0: Listen to your body. Listen to, or listen to other people's bodies. You know, right? When exactly. When they're actually talking, because they might be saying something different than the words that are coming out of their mouth. So <laughs> a lot of times, that's true. <laughs> so the next one. Is teamwork makes the dream work. Not only a catchy little phrase, but it's
1: actually true. It is. Because they're team players, positive people get behind and support ideals that are not theirs, even though they might disagree with them. Negative people have a hard time fully supporting ideals they feel won't be successful when an idea that wasn't theirs doesn't succeed. They are sure to give their teammate the I told you so expression. (laughs) Now, we've talked about, dabbled in this in a few shows, about there is a difference between a group and a team. Right. So this is a great opportunity to answer that question. A group is a collection of individuals with common interests and common connections. They usually have a strong, clearly focused leader, one person, right? They have individual accountability and productivity is largely a result of the individuals in the group Individually, not as a collectively. A group can be based on, say, like a geographical location. The entire sales department may be a group. The entire accounting department may be a group. Um, Their work is related to each other, but it's individually focused, right? Each person has their own individual job, even though they're all part of the sales department. One person may work internationally. One person may work in Indiana, so their jobs may overlap a little bit, but not necessarily, even though they're in the same group of sales department.
0: Or like the, in the accounting department, Tim does the receivables, Sally does the, you know, owings or whatever they Exactly. Are. So okay. each of
1: the jobs are individual. One person's work doesn't necessarily affect the other. So okay. if Tim does a bad job and and doesn't get out his work in the receivables, uh, it doesn't mean, mean that Sally Sue didn't pay all the bills. Right. So that's, that's a group of common traits, of common, a commonality between people okay. that are very individually based and usually have one leader, one manager that, or one person, even some family structures, right? Your traditional <laughs> father is, you know, when your dad gets home, you know, that's going to be a group dynamic, not necessarily a team dynamic because oh, okay. you're going to have one leader. Those things aren't going to necessarily overlap because of the one leader philosophy. or Gotcha. yep, yeah. Okay. A team, on the other hand, is a group of people having a collective identity joined together to accomplish a common goal. Now, your accounting department may have a common goal of making zero errors in a month, but that's not the same as a team that jointly work together for that common goal of accomplishment. Leadership roles are usually shared, and they're potentially situational. Okay. So one person may take this task. One person may take that task. And they may all uh, share in that. Well, they will generally all share in that leadership dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, individuals and mutual accountability. So you may have individual jobs, but you're mutually accountable for things. Okay. So it's all links together. It's not I do this and you do that. Is we kind of work together. We have to work together to get this done to meet this goal.
0: So, like a restaurant, the dishwasher washes the dishes. If he didn't wash or she didn't wash the dishes, you'd have no clean plates to serve the sure, customers. Sure, exactly.
1: yeah, no? yeah. So you're gonna—that's definitely work. You have to each end of, They have each individual jobs, but we, one can't do the job without the other. Okay. Yeah, that's a good example. As opposed to like a soccer team, you know, the goal is to win the game, and you each have your own roles on the field, but you support each other.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, basketball, you have, you know, you have a center that's, you know, you're six foot eight person. It's not (laughs) going to bring the ball down the court, but they're equally important, equally involved in that team in their own capacity. And so
0: so a team is more of a symbiotic relationship between everybody that it's got one common goal at the end. Exactly. Basketball team needs to win. So you can't do it without this individual or this individual's job description i guess i don't know what it, yeah it, so
1: exactly well and in a work environment you can have you're going to have somebody from marketing somebody ca- accounting somebody from you know research and development and yada 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 on a team that has one common goal to accomplish this you know your research and development person probably isn't going to do accounting but they may have to go to accounting and work together to get the money for their research and development ah. piece that then goes towards the overall goal, whatever that goal is going to be. Gotcha. So everybody okay. is working together as a team. Everybody is working together for the collective good. And so roles generally overlap.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Um, all teams are groups, but not all groups are teams, right? A group is only a team when their task and achievements are intertwined. So traits of being a good team player are going to be commitment and responsibility, flexibility, being prepared and being a problem solver, uh, active listening and communicating with your team, which makes sense because you're mutually responsible for everything. So you're going to have to communicate well. Sure. Um, You're going to have to respect each other. Conflict within a team (laughs) is not going to lead you to success. Don't be afraid to be wrong and work with common goals and not led by a personal agenda. Because all of those things, you can see how they would be destructive Oh, especially in a, as a team, team, definitely, exactly. because
0: if, if you have those personal agendas, oh, that just sabotages what I hear.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. You know, one of those things of kind of teaching your kids to be a good team player or working on skill sets to be a better team player can really foster creativity and learning on our, on our part, uh, blending our strengths to every one of on the team, building trust, encouraging healthy risk-taking which is really important in organizations, even though we've gotten away from that. All of our policies and procedures, all of those rules that we have to follow has really stifled people from being creative and allowing them to be risk takers and figure out ways to do things bigger and better because we don't want to make mistakes or we don't want to fail or a lot of times we don't want our team to do that. So we make the rules so tight that there's Mm -hmm. no room for creativity and then you you know you really can't collaborate brainstorm because there's really no point. Yeah, you know, it's interesting cuz this is one of the most common asked questions on an interview. Are you a team player? So, now for everybody they can know the difference between a team So how would you throw somebody
0: off? They go not really a team player, I'm more of a group player.
1: That's right. Just I want to do them my, off.
0: <laughs> I want to do my
1: thing. I don't want to work with anybody else. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Well, so there you go, folks. Now you know the difference between a group and a team. So that leads us right into, after you get done being a team player, <laughs> number 14, what's the bright side?
1: Positive people have an attitude of gratitude. They can see good in a situation and don't take things for granted. Where negative people struggle to see the silver lining in difficult situations, they don't often take the time to stop and notice the positive aspects of a situation. Yes. Again, we all do that. If we're feeling bad about something or we feel like we failed or we're embarrassed or we haven't met our own expectations or we have an assumption about what somebody else thought we should do Mm -hmm. and we don't think that we're living up to that, we're going to be this negative person that's going to be hard to see the silver lining in that situation.
0: And I got to tell you, if there's one thing that you can do, live in the moment. You know, you will be so grateful Every day of your life. And if you have to, wake up in the morning and just give yourself a thought of a couple of things that you're thankful about.
1: Well, we said that hopelessness and gratitude can't occupy the same space. Right. So when you get in this negative feelings, not seeing the bright side, that is exactly the flip side of that is finding things to be grateful for. Being grateful boosts your positive emotions. You're more optimistic. It actually boosts emotions of love, joy, and happiness. Some of these other things that you can do are smiling to a stranger, acknowledging them for the place that they hold on the planet, actually boosts your happiness level. It's interesting, because you talk about gratitude, that just about every religion has a tradition for being grateful and showing gratitude.
0: As they should. As they should. Uh,
1: <laughs> Hindu, the gesture is namaste, one of the most common. I think most people have heard it. Only um, when I do yoga. <laughs> there you go. Uh, in evangelical religion, there's 42 Bible scriptures just on gratitude, none more than Ephesians 5:20, where Paul says to give thanks for all things in all circumstances. Yes, there you go. In the moment, there right now, are. say it, do it, be it, acknowledge it.
0: So yeah, definitely. If you're out there, if you're if you're grateful, it's hard to be anything else. So. Exactly.
1: Well, mm-hmm. in the last one in our two-part series, there you go. You're so good. Positive people like to spread positivity. They pay close attention to when others do well, and they are quick to tell them. Negative people say, why would I compliment people on things that they're supposed to be doing anyway? (laughs) What they don't understand is it's not about the compliment. It's about showing the other person that you notice them. A simple compliment can strengthen relationships and motivate the person to do even better. Positive people don't underestimate the power of encouraging words. Yes! Yes!
0: 100 yes. percent how
1: many times have i heard that why would i compliment them on that that's what they're supposed to do or why would that's I, just their job that's just their job that's what they're supposed to do every day well because they're it even better they'll stay even longer and they'll work even harder oh, that's right. by just a you know that looks really nice or yeah. you did a really good job today
0: you know, I can't it's believe free. the effort you've put into this. This is amazing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it,
0: I mean, that's like the old saying, more flies with honey, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, it really does go back to the law of attraction. You well, know, if you're sitting out there, you're putting that out there saying, hey, you're doing a good job. That's going to boomerang back at them doing exactly even right. a better job.
1: That's exactly Exactly.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Show two about the difference between positive and negative people.
1: Of that work. All of all these things, things. <laughs> some more than others, right? If you're... some at different times than others, but True. we all have a positive in situations and we all have a negative. We all feel like we're a failure. We all have things that we're good at. We all have things that other people are better. We all have things that we're jealous of other people. But I think with
0: most things in life, it's a spectrum like anything else. Just find out where your needle lands. If it lands more to the negative, then try to move that needle a little bit to the positive. That's all we're saying. You know, know where you stand, and then that way you can do better.
1: Exactly. And I think that's the whole point of the shows, these two shows, of, of trying to look at both sides of this coin. We're all the positive. We're all the negative. Embrace it. Accept it. And try to swing that needle back on those things that you struggle with and know that other people are struggling and maybe help them on their journey of kind of swinging help swing them back to the positive and know this is situational you're gonna have moments and that's okay
0: so we're about out of time for this show and we have some great news starting january 1st 2022 you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast, or look us up on Facebook and give us a like, and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's
1: right.
0: So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.